0: Hello and
1: welcome to another podcast. I am Coach Marky Manila from ESL, BusinessEnglishExperts.com and Initial-Impact.com. As those of you who are constantly following me and thank you for keeping this program what it is and spreading the word about the podcast, you know that from time to time you will find a mix of all types of subjects and matter um, on here. I like to keep it interesting to help you develop your English in a variety of ways but also your knowledge of the world at large and mine because as I research these topics to bring you these items, I sometimes have to confront my own uh, perhaps unconscious bias. It's a nice piece of vocab, meaning that perhaps unconsciously we have a stereotype in our head and we need to challenge whether that is really uh, what's happening, is it reality, or could we look at things in a different different way? If you're new to the podcast, a warm welcome to you. Please subscribe to my newsletter. And of course, don't forget to spread the word as far and wide as you can. Um, if you find that any of these series uh, that I record help you, um, I'm here to help you advance your English as a second language, perhaps get yourself through some interviews so that you can really nail that job that you want overseas. Perhaps you just want to increase your confidence, either as a native or non-native speaker of English. Whatever it is you're trying to do, I can assist you so don't hesitate to get in touch with me, book a session, or just keep listening to the podcast. Also, don't forget to sign up for my premium podcast because those are available to you as a listener. Uh, but there will be limited opportunity for you to access that. So follow up the link down below to register your interest, so that you can hear those on another platform when they become available. So today, um, it's part of my series, I suppose, of ranting out loud. Um, it's not a rant as such, but more of a, I wanted to debate this. And remember, make this session your active learning session. So pen and pen, pen and paper, pen and pencils and paper at the ready. Okay. Um, because, as you know, if you take notes, as you listen, and feel free to do it in your own native language, because it's quicker for you, and then you can translate them out afterwards. Or, if you really want a challenge, you can try and write some of the words I'm saying in English um, and test your multitasking skills. But today I'm going to be speaking about hmm, an interesting and controversial point of view, is are Arab women really oppressed? Okay now this is a controversial subject Um, and obviously I I come to the subject because I work with a number um, of Arabic-speaking women um, from across all parts of the Arabic-speaking world and of course in other parts of the the world as well. So I have students in Saudi Arabia, um, in Dubai, um, also in Egypt, um, Qatar, Jordan, so you know i have got a fair exposure to a number of students who happen to be female within the arab-speaking world i also have plenty of men um who are from those re- regions um, bahrain as well and you know the, the wider united arab emirates and it is a very um i think a difficult subject to speak about but i don't believe that just because something's difficult that we should avoid it I believe it's helpful and important. And of course, I would want and welcome your point of view, um, especially if you are an Arab woman, okay? This is really important because these podcasts are your podcast. I'm producing this content to try and open debate, to help you develop your English um, and your confidence and the way you can learn how to express, whether you agree, disagree, or have a mixed feeling about something I'm talking about. So please do message into the program. When you listen on Spotify, which is my main platform, um, then basically you can just leave a voice message, which I prefer because it's quick and easy for me to pick those up. So let me know. Let me know. I really want to hear from Arab women on this podcast. If you don't want to message in, you can just take my poll, which will be down below and answer the question and let's see what the results are. Now, in order to research this a bit more, because I was thinking about uh, my Arabic-speaking students and some of the difficulties that they have, and this might be you, in making your voices heard. So, for example, in you know different parts of the Arabic-speaking world, uh, women are allowed, shall we say, if that's the right word, allowed. Um, they enjoy. It's oh, even worse, possibly. <laughs> Um, because, in my opinion, everybody should just be a human being and allowed to access whatever they need to have their their rights, their human rights. But I know it isn't as simple as that in many parts of the globe. So, from my point of view, women are um, able to, in different parts of the regions, um, access certain other, perhaps, freedoms that are not available in other parts, shall we say. Arabic-speaking world. So, for example, some of my students who are teachers, professors, doctors, um, you know, anybody, and it seems to be that most of the, the female Arabic students are within the caring or educational or helping sectors. And um, I've often wondered if that is part of the previous historical tradition that keeps certain roles only available for arabic speaking women. It's not something I've really gone into great detail with in my conversations with my students, but I'd love to hear from you. And if you do have a point of view on on why that is, or is it just that, you know, you're doing those jobs that you just absolutely enjoy those jobs? You wouldn't want to say, for example, become an engineer that is perhaps seen as more stereotypically a male role. And um, certainly in the West, just to give you an idea, you know, engineering is not seen these days as much as it used to be as a typically male-only um, role. Um, construction, you know, things like that. It's difficult, isn't it, when we're talking about trying to get gender equality here. But I think it's a really important conversation. And what is gender equality anyway? Um because if we throw into this mix now, you know, sort of non-binary people, transgender people, we really start to actually reduce this more to just being, what is it? To be a human with access to all the other things other humans have. Um, the, the problem is, is historically in the past, of course, we've split, split the world into binary systems. So male and female, done. But of course, as, as we've evolved and as societies evolved and understood far better, and on a medical level, psychological level, so sociological level, philosophical level, um, about there's far more to men and women than meets the eye. And this, this idea and using that label to differentiate us is probably, hmm, it's understandable where it's come from, evolutionary, from my personal point of view now. But actually, whether it's helpful these days for the world we're living in, I'm not so sure how relevant it is. Um, given the modern cultural context. So please bear in mind, this is just one point of view. And everybody's entitled to their point of view. We don't always have to agree. We can disagree respectfully. Um, But ultimately, it's, like I say, it's a hot topic, which is why I'm discussing it, because I'm trying to give you hot topics to practice how you deal with these types of conversations. You know, you're not always going to, in your workplaces, be speaking about stuff you agree with it might be sensitive and you have to be able to get comfortable with that so let's look at the language now in order to uh, carry out um, this actual little podcast on this i did a bit of research around this as well on top of my own experience of working with arabic uh, speaking female students now the biggest challenge can be that um, as i say the the sectors that many arabic speaking women are working within seem to be restricted to certain sectors that i mentioned earlier um So therefore, the range of vocab available to you is kind of limited to those sectors as well. And there seems to be kind of a challenge for um, Arabic-speaking women who are certainly trying to take IELTS, for example, um, if they're looking to enter university or to get onto some sort of master's program. That's the challenge because you've not been exposed to other types of of roles. So if we're talking about things such as transport systems, um, perhaps buildings and construction for example, it it appears to be that that is where Arabic women are struggling a little bit because they haven't had as much exposure to these types of scenarios to build that vocab. So it can be a challenge and also if we're talking about media and that historically you've been able to access, you can't easily access or it's not, I don't know, uh, supported. Why would you want to watch programs about, say, transport systems and government policies, right? Um, However, if you're watching certain um, videos and movies about um, education, well, that's, that's far more supported. But what that does is it restricts um or can restrict, not always, can restrict your vocab development. So we really have to work hard on those. So that's something that's my top tip for you for an Arabic um speaking woman um who is trying to study for IELTS. Try to expose yourself to a wide variety okay of other um non-traditionally supported topics because you will need them to express your point of view um such as policing and crime. You know, these types of subjects come up a lot actually. Um, and infrastructure. So do yourself a favor now and try to listen to podcasts and YouTube videos and any other video that you use to develop those vocabs. Okay, but the question is also here, is are Arab women oppressed? Now, um, I found an article here um, and and it's an interesting um, article and I believe that it's actually from a German site Okay. But just have a listen to it. I'm just going to read you a few extracts from it and remember, listen to the vocab and see what you think. Okay. Take down some vocab that you think works exceptionally well and then try to use it yourself after the podcast. Record yourself using it to summarize what we've discussed here, what you've heard, and then try to use it in your day-to-day going forward in your emails, your messages, your texts, whatever, in your discussions. Okay. So, Um, In this article, um, an interviewer has interviewed a woman in in Southern Jordan, okay, Um, and, you know, they're describing them, okay, and um, in a way, this this woman um, is a counsellor, okay, Um, in a province in in Southern Jordan, and is saying here, you know, women are not content to be held back anymore, okay. Um, and she's describing how it was difficult for her to find her voice in a male-dominated rural Jordan, you know, province, and how she is fighting to have women's interests taken into consideration on the provincial council. Now, let's just talk about that for a minute. If you want to, obviously, advocate for perhaps greater rights or freedoms, if you're in an Arabic-speaking country as a woman, you need to be able to have that type of vocab. And again, that can be hard to even access. If you're not even allowed to speak about it so how can you actively practice it okay this is like a catch-22 that's a nice idiom. it means you're kind of in a bit of a no-win situation so again um when i do uh, carry out coaching with arabic speaking female students and male students we really work on how do you express your points of view and certainly for the female students because that's one of the weakest areas so again for ielts focus on that as so a second point Expressing your point of view. Try to listen to others, okay? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you strongly agree? Do you partially agree? And explain why and justify why. Use evidence, okay? Um, Now, basically, the article then goes on to say that, you know, this particular lady who is 50 years old is just one of many um, active Arab women. Um, And the the writer, continues and says there's an enormous wave of social change going right the way across from Lebanon to Yemen, Jordan to Morocco, and the Emirates to Sudan. And that the notions of the family and ideas about marriage are changing. And that younger Arab women are expecting more from life than their mothers are less easily satisfied. Now, I also get that feeling when I speak to many of my Arabic speaking students um, that things are changing and that it is becoming harder um within family traditional systems to work on the past kind of okay this is how these things work it does cause a lot of um unease at times within uh, relationships too so, and i can see both sides of it i can understand this kind of generation gap issue here um but you know if you think about it what was the exception maybe a generation ago is now becoming more normal you know more arabic speaking women are establishing businesses um you know looking looking after their children as single parents um, working within the you know athletics and sports artists lawyers politicians okay and i am you know greatly i suppose inspired by the fact that many of my arabic speaking students in the past now more of them have appeared to be yeah some of them have been moving into the legal sectors too not just teaching in the caring profession so that I think also chimes, this is that word, it agrees, it it fits with what I'm reading here. Um, And in a way, it's trying to also achieve your rights, whatever you think those rights may be. Um, And even, I believe, I mean, from one person, and this article too underlines it, and I don't know if this is, I'd love to hear, but also some some Arabic uh, women are fighting for almost a right or a new feminist interpretation. Ran. Now, I don't know about that. Um, there is a whole other article on this, so maybe that's something that I should look at. But ultimately, um, you know, it would be a difficult thing for me to comment about because I am not from that region and personally speaking. Um, I don't want to start speaking about something that I have no zero awareness about, okay? But I would love to hear from you if you have been in that situation or are in that situation. Now, when we look at the changes okay, um, that are happening there, um, if you think about it traditionally, it seems that perhaps you know, um, women in the Islamic world and Arabic-speaking world have been sort of you know, forced to marry. There's lots of perhaps male violence that's spoken about, okay, and there's lots of you know, books out there, clearly, and Amnesty International. And I'm saying, you know, really, there are human rights violations all over. Um, not just in the Arabic-speaking countries, let's be fair. <laughs> I mean, I would say that there are human rights violations even in the UK, to be honest, but this podcast is specifically about, okay, the, the are women oppressed, okay, Arabic women oppressed, And what, where are the areas that you're struggling, certainly comes to English as a second language in expressing yourself, because if you haven't had access, if you are oppressed, like I say, you haven't had access to the certain um resources that can help you actually develop all of your English language speaking skills, your vocab, that's why I'm interested in this. Now, when we look at it, in this article, um, this this writer actually argues there seems to be more of a gleeful obsession, okay, focusing just on struggles and aspirations and contradictions in Arabic uh, you know, speaking women's lives. Um, rather than the other side as well. And this media obsession, as we know, which has previously you know, been a big deal in uh, certain Europe about the headscarf and all of this, just, just underlines that, right? It's a very stereotypical um, side. And I, I, I understand that myself um, from just working with an, a range of Arabic-speaking students, you know, that this is a real stereotype. It's just just actual nonsense in its own how the media is playing this out. So I think that's pretty bad, um, to be fair, and it's what the media does very well. It's like the Philippines, for example, if you if you just go and look up the Philippines and look at mainstream media, um, you'll see just what, what we call like just poverty, just poverty everywhere. It makes it look like the entire Philippines is just a disaster zone. Now it can be, and it is at times, and in some places, before, yes. And there's huge amounts of poverty here. Of course, this is why like with the street kids and everything, we're trying to do a lot here um, to get them off the street. There is so much that needs to still be done, but it's not all like that. There are high-rise buildings, there are massive shopping malls, huge casinos. I mean, you'd arrive in Manila and think you were in LA. So, But of course, the media doesn't like that. It just wants to show the fear, the destruction, the poverty and all of that. So I'm quite aware that you know the way that the Middle Eastern woman is shown perhaps here could also be equally lopsided. So let's look at this. Now, in this article, um, in a way, even though there is discrimination, as the writer correctly says, um and you know you 've got a lot of this okay the the image of the oppressed Arab woman they argue okay disregards crucial factors. so listen to these words disregards crucial factors for a start, it does not reflect the whole breadth of gender relations in the region in the Arab world, as elsewhere, there are normal families in which parents lovingly encourage their daughters and their sons. And support them in following their own paths. Alongside the macho pashas, there are fathers and husbands who are happy to compromise and live out their relationships as equals. More than anything, those who fight for greater women's rights in their society deserve to have their commitments recognized. So that's a very interesting extract from the article, okay? And in a way, um, you know, they're saying that, you know, this image has also become a stereotype because it's very simplistic, highly simplistic, okay? in pitting supposedly free sisters. Now, if we say free sisters, obviously other women in the West against wretched, listen to that word, okay, wretched victims, okay? Free sisters and wretched victims. You couldn't get much more contrasting vocab, really, in Arab countries. So, in a way, um, this this writer is saying that really it's just a stereotype that's been pushing, okay? Pushing all of this and saying that whilst, you know, Muslim societies are assumed to have sweeping patriarchal structures, and it's claimed that Western societies are pictures of progressive modernity, um, this is a quote by a Swiss social anthropologist, okay, Anne-Marie Sankar, neither of these absolute views are correct. And I believe that, you know, in a way, yeah, there is a there is somewhere a middle ground here, isn't there? You know, it, it can't be just so black and white. But I'm not an Arabic-speaking woman, and I'm certainly not from that region, so I really want to hear from you. I'd love to hear from you. If you are from that region, give your voice to the program. You can do it anonymously. I would love to know what's going on for you and what you feel to this podcast. Now, the article continues. Listen to these vocabs, right? Women in the West also face discrimination. And I would say men too, because I think we've got to move away from this gendered conversation. But this is obviously what the the podcast is about. The denigration of Muslim women is countered with an idealized view of our own situation. Okay, this is a quote from... Um, this, this writer in the article, the Me Too, hashtag Me Too debate, the gender pay gap, the domestic violence. Now, of course, um, this is where I also flag up and say, OK, this domestic violence thing has to also reflect that women are equally being violent and attacking verbally and emotionally, psychologically and financially men. Uh, to name just a few examples, we still have a long way to go to full equality. So I agree. I think that if we're going to point out about what's happening or what we believe is happening in the Middle East um, on Arabic-speaking countries, we should not actually fail to look at what's happening in our own home countries, the UK being you know, no exception to that. It goes around lecturing the world, it seems, on uh, how to be democratic, um, but does very little, actually, for its citizens, it seems, um, which is kind of hypocritical, to say the least. Okay, um, And that is my bit of a rant about that. We have a double standard so listen to these vocabs a double standard means it's like we're saying one thing but doing another so it's you know it's not really right it's not equal and yet the uk government says that it's got one of the most progressive equality laws and legislations now i'm not saying it doesn't have the legislation the question is how effective is it implemented by the court system okay the legal system um because we can have as many laws as you like, but if they're not, not used and they're not doing what they're meant to do, then they're, they're just bits of paper, right? It's just nonsense. It's just, we would call it window dressing. Window dressing, just making something look, you know, like a fantastic thing in a shop window, but actually it's not the real thing at all. It's just a stage set. It's just the front. There's nothing else behind it, really. Um, so we've got to be very careful about this. And I don't think that the West can go around really talking too much about you know, oppression elsewhere um, without looking at our own issues at home first. Um, it's it's kind of, uh, you know, the whole sort of uh, biblical parable here of like, you know, don't point out the speck in your, your brother's eye when you've got a great big plank of wood in your own. Now, a speck is a tiny, like tiny fragment and a plank is like a huge, long piece of wood, <laughs> Right, so don't don't point out a speck of wood in your brother's eye, like oh look look over there, right? Okay, when you've got a huge plank sticking out your own, sort your plank of wood out first, then perhaps you have the right, okay, to start pointing out what's what's going on with your your fellow citizens or people elsewhere in the world, right? And this is the thing, I think as humanity we've just got to be aware of that. Um, but as I say, it is a topical subject, and what I've noticed, certainly, as I say, from my own personal experience is that yeah. And we've got a lot of Arabic-speaking women who are perhaps limited in certain vocabs. That's why I'm bothered about this. Um, Perhaps from what has traditionally been the case, not exposed to certain types of experiences or media because of perhaps oppression or some sort of restriction on the activities that they can and can't do. Um, The article then goes further on to say that really, um, that it, in a way, this stereotype distracts us from real gender relations in Europe and conceals the fact that both women and men living in the Near East and North Africa are suffering from poverty, political oppression and fears for the future. I totally agree. I think it's a very um, myopic point of view. Now, myopic means short-sighted. Myopia, short-sightedness, that's the technical term. So we say if you're being myopic, it means, okay, you're being short-sighted you're not looking at the bigger picture further away okay um and really the question of gender roles as the article continues can't be isolated from the questions of political oppression and the west joint responsibility for those conditions right um, and this is stressed by an egyptian social anthropologist okay and um, dina makram abid um, and she's based at the american university in cairo apparently so that's an interesting point of view um, from somebody who obviously is a, is a female Arabic speaker and in Egypt, okay? And of course knows a thing or two about human civilizations from her work at the American University in Cairo. Ultimately, okay, we've got to question this. The stereotype of the oppressed Arab woman, as the article concludes, is a long-standing tradition in European history and has been used repeatedly to justify colonial action. That's an interesting point of view okay so listen to that so these these sentences you know you can use yourself for expressing a firm point of view on something you could say well this is happening and it's been used repeatedly to justify us maintaining this position in the market so try to use some of these sentences and replace different parts of it with words that would apply to your business okay this is what i highly recommend a lot of my students do to try and build a scaffolding to then build more advanced English around. While you're learning and developing your own vocab, use other nice sentence structures to get you part way there, okay? And then the the article continues, but why is it continuing to grow in strength today, just as women in societies in the Middle East and North Africa are setting out for new lives? Now I agree, many, many women I coach, um, I've got a fantastic Egyptian student and hopefully heading off to Canada, right, okay? So, if there is such a huge oppression of women, then you would think that that perhaps won't be happening okay so the article then says their achievements are both fragile and continually threatened by setbacks, and yet they are still not there okay um in in the face of obviously oppression by dictators who claim to be secularists, so you know I think it's a very confusing political picture, and so diverse a region. Um, huge area of territory, so every region is slightly different. But certainly, the article then concludes, the more the West continues to lose its grip on cultural dominance worldwide, the more it openly craves the acknowledgement of supposed Middle Eastern barbarism. All right, it's just the same old story being perpetuated that has gone through the eons, okay, back through time. As Europe's real power dwindles, the more its supposedly civilising superiority is maligned in debates on migration a deep-seated insecurity in western societies between globalization refugee crises and fear of economic decline has led to a powerful need for cultural self-assurance so that's an interesting statement to conclude with right okay and as it concludes this local councillor that we were speaking to at the beginning it finishes with her as well saying that okay she is presumably unaware of these debates in europe because she's concerned with more practical matters like facilitating lives living with dignity without violence or sexual harassment, independent income, better education, and a place at the table in public debate. Women like her deserve greater recognition for their struggles for a better world. And I agree, but I would actually go one step further and move it away just from women. I think all of us deserve those rights, right? Lives lived with dignity, no violence, no sexual harassment, no psychological harassment or abuse. Right, Independent income, you should be able to self-determine how you live your life and where you work, okay. Your partner or your, your parents should not dictate what you can and can't do. Better education and a place at the table in public debate. I think if humanity were to strive for that, forget the gender identity or the gender roles or whatever and just focus on that, the world could be a better place. It could be a better place indeed. But I'm interested to know your point of view. Do you agree or disagree that, um, that women in the Arabic speaking countries are oppressed? If you're an Arabic speaking woman, I would love to hear from you or just take the poll down below, please let me know. Remember also to try and listen to some of the vocab that was used. Um, in this podcast and try to do it yourself. Try to replace it with your own version and use them as your scaffolding, okay? But remember my top tips here, just to go back. Arabic-speaking women, I've noticed, certainly if you're studying for IELTS, try to expose yourself to more um, content regarding things such as social policy, politics, finances, infrastructure projects, Law and policing, because these are the areas where you're lacking the vocab. Because I think historically those are not areas that you've really been encouraged perhaps in the past to look into. Okay. Um, also, things such as engineering, uh, the sciences, okay, and um, perhaps um, things such as to do with space and the solar system, these areas, okay. Try to get exposure to that type of vocab. Do 10 minutes every day, okay, for 28 days, and you should see an improvement also try to really work on expressing your point of view whether you agree or disagree and why because again that's historically not something you've been supported to be able to do as openly to dissent or to share your opinion. So you really want to work on how you say well from my point of view I agree partly. however on the other hand I feel that I disagree with this aspect and you want to get very assured of being able to confidently put that down both in speaking and writing. So those are my two tips those two areas. I suggest you focus on if you're an Arabic-speaking woman, okay? Remember, if this podcast has helped you, like it and let other people know, please, because I want to get this into the hands of as many people as possible worldwide, totally free of charge. Stay safe, and I'll see you soon. Sorry to jump in at the end of your podcast, but I wanted to say a big thank you for listening. And if you love the podcast and would like to help me keep them free, do consider sponsoring me. You can subscribe for as little as 99 cents a month to sponsor a segment, or if you want to do something as a one-off, you can click the link again in the show notes and buy me a coffee. It's a great way to help me spread this word as far and wide as possible to people like yourself who perhaps can't afford to get high level English coaching but need to access this information all the same. I really appreciate your help and a big thank you for doing so. Also, if you are somebody looking to get into coaching, Maybe you're an English coach or perhaps you are another professional. Maybe you're a life coach or you might be a mental health counsellor. Basically, anybody who is in a caring or supportive profession or maybe you, you coach people in different academic subjects. I'd like to feature your podcast on my show and give you a chance to reach my audience. Yes, totally free of charge. All you have to do is follow the links down below in the show notes to find out how you can connect with me and send me your files. I will upload them to the show and you can basically reach my audience and build your own business. There are no catches at all. I'm simply here to offer my platform to help as many other professionals in a related field as myself to reach as many students as we can. And together, I believe we can do a lot better. Thank you for listening again. See you soon.